This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, Councillor Mike Layton is crowing about uh, being betrayed, the city of Toronto, when it comes to fulfilling daycare spaces for the kids. And uh, when the Liberal government had planned to double the number of childcare spaces for kids under the age of four by 2022, and had promised to pay 100% of the operating costs, it sounded like one of those stretch goals we've come to know and love. Uh, now the Ford government ain't going down that road. Uh, they'd like to see the city uh, comply, you know, with their own plan in place by the end of August, but they're planning to pump in, they say. And we talked to uh, one of the, the people from the finance department earlier today, $1.7 billion annually on licensed child care and early child care programs. Mitzi Hunter, I'll ask you, you're with the Liberal government when these promises were being made. I mean, isn't it an easy thing to do? You make a promise. I mean, you're in the throes of an election. It's not going that well, and you just Basically, uh, you know, it's a Hail Mary pass or, you know, you're swinging for the fences. Was this something even doable? It was absolutely doable, and it wasn't uh, just done in the last year. I, I remember when I was education minister, we were talking about the need for uh, better better quality, more accessible, and more affordable childcare, because this is the kind of issue that really hits people in their household budgets. It also affects um, choices that families make. How many children are we going to have? Uh, will uh, one of the, the parents uh, return to work? Mainly that decision often falls to, to the woman. And, uh, and so... We were looking at how do we um, create more spaces, and uh, and we had a long-term plan of building those spaces, starting with school settings, expanding childcare spaces, and working with municipalities. What uh, what the Ford government is doing by uh, pulling that back is that he's really shifting those uh, those responsibilities onto the backs of municipalities because there's still the demand and the need for better and more affordable and accessible childcare spaces. And that's that's why the alarm is being sounded right now, because it leaves people, um, you know, when they had planned on, on having this access without that support. All right. Well, they're talking about still opening a total of 51 new child centres in schools across Toronto uh, sometime between this fall and the fall of 2022. John, I mean, is it one of those things that you think, I mean, uh, it's a priority for the Ford government to fulfill? They say they are $1.7 billion annually on licensed child care and early childhood programs. Well, well, keep in mind that the, the Ford government was elected to reduce spending at the same time. And so they are, are working to fulfill that mandate. Oh, looking at their budgets, we've yet to actually see that occur. Uh, and I think Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Layton and, and the City of Toronto have to recognize that they're going to have to make choices. What do they want to spend money on? Is is healthcare going to be not? Pardon me, healthcare. If uh, childcare is going to be the uh, you know big priority for them, they can make it. They can make choices in terms of how they do their spending, or they can raise taxes in order to support it. They have an option. It's not about you know always going to Queens Park, just like Queens Park shouldn't always go to Ottawa uh, to deal with issues. You can make choices. Well, but. Go, no, go ahead. I just want to say that that's called downloading. So, you know, the provincial um, uh, government uh, had funded these programs at 100%. You're now shifting that burden onto the municipalities, just as you're doing uh, with the public health side. So, you know, how many of those choices are they going to make before you're really cutting core services uh, in our municipalities, not just here in Toronto, but actually across the province? But, Mitzi, that was John's point. John's point, I mean, the province is funding at 100%. We run a $15 billion deficit. We're hamstrung now with other programs that are going to be lacking because we're servicing the debt as the fourth biggest item in the budget. I mean, somewhere you got to square that circle. Ernie, you were a finance minister. 
your hard decisions have to be made and you got to prioritize or uh, realign your priorities and allocate accordingly, I guess. Yes, there are. Well, first of all, there's never going to be enough money to satisfy every single ministry in government or every single program in government, for that matter. Um, you do have to make difficult choices. You have to prioritize what you think are the most important things, and and you spend your money on what you can afford to spend it on, and everybody sits around the cabinet table and decides what's more important. That's what the process is all about. Um, you know, it's... Having been in several elections, eight of them to be exact, it's easy to make promises that uh, that you know, you know that you don't ever have to fulfill or may not ever have to fulfill. I mean, uh, that's sort of desperation politics. But unfortunately, all three political parties have engaged in it from time to time, and they say what they think people want to hear, hoping that they can grab enough votes here and enough votes there. Is that what you're saying the liberals were planning to do here, promising? I'm saying it wouldn't be the first time that any political party did that. Um, however, having said that, there is a, you know, there, there's no doubt that daycare is an important issue. And I think the Ford government is saying, all right, we're prepared to go ahead with the spaces, but we got to see, you know, if, if they're so important to the city of Toronto, and I say the city of Toronto because... It's the largest player in the province by far. It has the biggest problem by far. Then we want to see that that's your priority as well. So you're going to have to change some of your spending and your thinking as to where you prioritize your funding. I think John was right about that. By the way, uh, you know, not to uh, digress too far, but, you know, on the autism file, for example, if you've got... Oh, don't get me started on the autism file. Well, it might be... No, no, listen, there will never be enough money to fund autism the way every parent and child with autism deserves in this province. But I have to say that before 1985, nobody spent anything on autism in this province. So I get a little upset when I hear about liberals and NDP. Bob Ray spent zero on autism for kids. David Peterson spent zero. That's how much they were committed. Nothing. I, in one of my one of my first budgets, I introduced the first program for autism in the province of Ontario. It started at twenty five million dollars a year and rapidly grew to over three hundred million dollars a year. And I understand. Look at, I understand families with special needs. Child, I had a, I had a son who was learning disabled. Nobody has to tell me about how difficult it is. All I'm saying is, you can never write a check that's big enough to help every single autistic child in the province of Ontario. That would be well in excess of a billion dollars a year. It might be a billion and a half dollars a year. It might be two billion dollars a year. So, rightly or wrongly, as I understand it, and this is an oversimplification, but the Ford government decided they would take the same amount of money that was being spent and they would spread it, spread it evenly over many more people. That obviously helps some people who weren't getting help before, but it also hurts some people who were getting much larger amounts before. So you can argue whether that's a wise decision, that isn't a wise decision, whether it's fair, whether it isn't fair, but to say that he's cutting money to autism is not is not correct. All right, Mitzi, I know you wanted to respond, but I guess the question I wanted to ask Ernie, and I'll ask you, you can work it in here uh, if you'd like, but, you know, when you've got people at the extreme of the spectrum saying it's costing us $80,000 a year to address, you know, the intensive therapy for our kid, 
Does the government of Ontario have an obligation to pay the full freight, $80,000 for that particular instance? And it could be multiplied by a factor of I don't know how many, but that's what Ernie's saying. I mean, how big a check do we need to write? Are we obligated to do it? Can you ever see yourself if you were in that position? Would you draw the line somewhere? I, th- I think there's no question that uh, the Ford government has bungled this file really badly. And how so? The, the Premier himself has said that. So, you know, I think there's... But how so specifically? Uh, just uh, rolling out, uh, I think Ernie described it, rolling out a, a, a solution to um, the autism file that didn't meet the need. Of and, everybody. Uh, well, it didn't meet the need, really, Ernie for, said of, some of were most satisfied. people. And that's one of the, the reasons why you're hearing so much about it. Uh, what I do want to say is that I do believe that there is a responsibility and, and the responsibility is to look at this file based on the investments that you're making. And, and for those that have the most intensive needs, they do require more and different support. There is a holistic support that's needed where, you know, these children But if the price tag is $80,000 a year, does the government meet that obligation? The, these, these children who have that diagnosis need to have that early diagnosis. There is more diagnosis today than in the past. But Mitzi, your and, government was... Uh, and there's there, a, there were people that needed expensive drugs, and they had to go without. Your government wasn't covering them. They had to go offshore, find treatments in Germany or Mexico or the United States. So, I mean, you obviously prioritized or drew a line somewhere and said, no, we can't meet uh, something beyond this thre- threshold. Well, if we're sticking to the, the question around autism... Just talking about you expenditure. Know, I, 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 I believe that it's an investment that you're making um, that's giving that child and their family a chance and a trajectory that's a positive one based on getting the right treat, the right diagnosis and the right treatment well, at the right time that. We all want when that. they need that. Um, and it also sets them up for a better experience in school as well. So, Ideally, we'd so like we to be able to offer everything to everybody. We, but Ernie said, you know, this is something that, you know, sometimes you can't meet everybody's needs. And that's the that's the problem of governance. I mean, it's a, a real paradox. You know, the, un- John, the great thing about being in opposition is you can actually give an answer. And I hope Ms. Hunter learns how to do that. She's too used to, used to being in government. Give an answer. Be straight. You know, are you going to pay the 80, the 100,000, 150,000? Yes or no? You but know John, that. I You're a said, public policy expert. I, you I can't do said, that. I have said that you've got to have Early diagnosis. What does that mean? Straight up answer. So, are so you going to be? There's more diagnoses happening today than in the past. So the need is growing. You've got to give. And you're going to fund it fully. What you need. I gotta go. We're out of time. <laughs> uh, Saved by the Bell. Mitzi Hunter, Bernie Eves, John Turley. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.